Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got Chloe on and she's going in to become an aerospace engineer, but she was working as cabin crew. Hi, Chloe. Hi. How are we? I'm good. How are you? Yes, good. Glad it's a Friday, nearly into the weekend. Yeah, we're nearly there. Nearly, nearly there. Chloe, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, so um, I'm just about to start uni as an aerospace engineering student. Um, So I'm doing a foundation year as well, just because I left school coming up to, I think, 10 years ago now, which is a scary thought. So some of the things that I've learned, like maths and stuff, it's been quite a while since I've done that. So, yeah, I'm doing a foundation year to refresh myself um, and then straight into year one next September. Wow. And sort of why aerospace engineering? What did that, you know, why why now and why that subject? So I fell in love with aviation when I was young watching like military jets and stuff and going to air shows and that kind of thing so from there my love grew and then when I became cabin crew in 2017 I always say when I sat in the flight deck for a takeoff it was a moment that I thought actually I want to do more I want to know how it works and what goes into getting an aircraft off the ground and so it just went from there. And so what is aerospace engineering for all of those that kind of have a rough idea, but what actually is it? So aerospace engineering is basically powering either um, an aircraft or a rocket or anything like that that goes into the air, into space, from satellites to anything really. So it's just everything that goes into that from science and a mathematical principle to manufacturing, to production, there's so many different things underneath aerospace engineering. So it's it's such an exciting branch. And I, I guess it's even more exciting the likes of, you know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, all sort of reaching for the stars and building rockets and launching satellites. It's, it's only a career and a field that's going to grow, I guess. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also quite important to kind of get across that it doesn't just limit you to that kind of thing as well. So um, for example, I'm a, I'm a really big motorsport fan. So um, Formula One, they like to recruit aerospace engineers to go into aerodynamics and all that kind of things as well. And yeah, there's, there's just so many things you can do with it. It's so exciting. <laughs> so let's go back to you at school then. Um, what were you doing? Mm-hmm. What were you studying? Was this aerospace sort of journey in your head or were you, you weren't sure what you wanted to do? Um, I think I wanted to become cabin crew at maybe age 13. Science was actually not something I excelled at when I was at school. I did BTEC science, so I just wasn't very applied to the subject. I didn't particularly enjoy it. So I think that's what I'd like to talk about with my journey, that it was when I ended up becoming cabin crew that I truly fell in love and wanted to learn more. And when I went back to reset my GCSEs at age, I think I was 22, um, I actually realised how much I adored physics. And I just didn't know that when I was at school. But I think that maybe the passion has always been there from, like I said, watching jets growing up. And um, looking back, I actually had like models of planes and I had a Barbie that was cabin crew, which I loved. So it was kind of there, but I didn't quite realize it until I got a bit older 
I, I think that's a really important point you bring up and a really good example for anyone that's just done their A-levels or the GCSEs or whatever. At the time, you might think this subject isn't for me, but you do get taught in school just to pass an exam. You're not really taught about the subject as a whole. And it, yeah. for me at school, certainly anyway, I was never fired up by things like physics. Yeah. Um, you know, I quite like biology, but physics was a bit dull. As you get older and you learn the things that can be applied to and how it works in the real world, I think that then sparks something, which is why it's so hard for people to know what they want to do in school because it's like, well, you know, I don't really know anything about the, the real world. Yeah, 100%. And even a few years ago, I didn't really know much about aerospace engineering. So when I originally thought about an engineering journey, I was kind of, kind of went into manufacturing that was my mindset manufacturing or working in the hangar or something like that I didn't realize how much of a big field aerospace was and it was once I started to look into it a little bit more that I realized but yeah I think it's really important that you can go back at any age and you're I don't think at school you're ever going to truly connect with a subject unless mm. you see a future with it if that makes sense hundred oh, percent. I think it's such a tough thing for 18 year olds and, and younger to decide what subjects they're going to study because they just you just have no idea at that age at all. No, absolutely not. I, I surely didn't. <laughs> and um, was it a tough decision to sort of go back and start studying again? And, and you're about to head off to uni, which is, you know, what, four or four, five years? Yeah. So it was quite tough, but I think my initial my initial jump wasn't too bad because I was only in one day a week. Um, which was great I managed to get the time off work when I was cabin crew I just bid for I think it was a Tuesday like I'd bid for that Tuesday off so it didn't seem as much and then I did my A-level equivalent to biology and chemistry this year um, and that was Mondays and Wednesdays so it was a bit more I need a bit more time off work so Mm. it felt a bit more intense but I made it work and obviously with furlough and stuff my first few months was quite easy um but going to uni it's it's been quite scary because I've worked since I was 16 full time so I've always you know had my own income coming in I've always paid my own bills I've never really relied on anyone else I think that was the scariest part Mm. but I guess you know you're you're taking what for want of a better phrase short-term pain for for long-term game hopefully you'll be able to do what you love and get the qualifications you need yeah, 100%. I think that was a big thing for me that I really loved my job as cabin crew and I, I wasn't quite ready to leave. And I still don't think that I'm over it. I would go back in a heartbeat, I suppose. But then, like you said, it's, you know, short term pain for something that would change my life and my career and my future. So you just kind of bite the bullet and get on with it. But I'm so excited. Like I'm scared, but mm. I'm so how how are you finding going back and, and actually studying do you find you're a much better student than you were or how, how are you finding that um I'd say old habits die hard for sure <laughs> um I thought that I would be this very motivated straight in there get all my work done you know two weeks before the deadline and I realized a lot this year especially being so busy with working as well that actually was still very much last minute um, if I wasn't feeling very motivated. So, yeah, I'd say, I don't know, really. I'm a lot more motivated than I was at school, obviously. I um, I left school without 
the BTEC science, I didn't even end up completing it. So I'm a lot more motivated, but I still have to give myself a bit of a kick sometimes to get my work done on time. Yeah. And at least, that, you know, you're honest about that and that that's great, but you're doing it and that's, you know, that's 80% of the battle, you know, first deciding that you're going to go and become an aerospace engineer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think again, and that's another thing it's important to stress. It's very easy to look on the outside like this perfect student that does really well and has decided to go back as an adult and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that I could have been up till three o'clock in the morning getting an assignment done for the next day or <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just Yeah, of course. It's it's still very much a challenge and it's not always as easy as it looks. <laughs> And do you know exactly where you want to take your aerospace journey or are you just going to sort of learn the syllabus at university and, and see where that takes you? I mean, I've got a few options in mind. So like I said, I'm, I'm a big mode sport fan. So a career in aerodynamics would be incredible. However, I also would love to develop jet engines. I think that would be incredible as well. Wow. So two very different things, but... um. Both are things that I'm equally passionate about. However, I don't know, I could get to uni and think, actually, I hate that subject, but I'm really good at this and I really enjoy this. So I need to look into a career doing this kind of thing. Or So I'm, you know, I have an idea of where I like to be, but I'm also quite open-minded that it might not work out that way. Mm. And are you planning on doing any extra sort of curricular things to help yourself stand out? on your cv because we talk about this all the time on the podcast with people that have have gone into new industries um and you're a prime time to sort of do placements and and maybe get some experience in places have you thought about doing anything like that yeah so actually i've just applied um well i'd applied a few months ago for a mentorship with a company called STEMX. So they basically encourage women into STEM or girls from a young age right up to, you know, whenever really. Um, So I applied for a mentorship with them. It's a four month long um, one with Mercedes F1. And I was fortunate enough to place. Yeah, so they're gonna mentor me virtually um, for four months which starts at the start of my degree. So it's extremely helpful. So it's just a great opportunity to network. I get matched up with my mentor who will be a um, Mercedes F1 engineer. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but hopefully, you know, when it comes to summer or and a, a couple of years into my degree, I'd love to do some placements with, well, internships with Mercedes or, well, any racing team, to be honest. But, yeah. and. I guess you're you're so into you know um, flying and and being a camera crew. You also you've done a bit of flying, haven't you? Yeah, so I like to go up with um, a local company to me, Northwest Aerobatics. Um, do a bit of aerobatic flying, which is so much fun. Quite scary sometimes, but a lot of fun. That's amazing. So do you do you kind of try and get your pilot's license or something like that, or is it just a bit of fun on the on the side? Um, I wouldn't mind getting my pilot's license. It's a very expensive hobby, though. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, that's, I think that's probably my biggest barrier. But um, mm. my university course is actually aerospace engineering with pilot studies. So, Oh, in, wow. Yeah. So in year two, I will actually be doing my theoretical private pilot's license work. So if I get that hours um, in my own time, then 
I would have a private pilot's license as well when I graduate. Oh my God, you're doing so much. I know. <laughs> I can't catch <laughs> a break. <laughs> I enjoy it so much fun. I think sometimes though it's a, it feels a bit overwhelming, but I'm so lucky to have these experiences. So I would 100% say to anyone that if they've got a school near them that does aerobatics, they need to try it out because it's incredible. So let's talk a little bit about um, your life as, as cabin crew and mm-hmm. how you got into that. So, you know, how did you begin to get into that once you left school? So I actually ended up working at a doctor's surgery when I left school for a couple of years. And then I, and then I worked in a hospital and then I saw the job online one day. And I thought, do you know what? You've wanted to do that since you were 13. If you don't do it now, you'll never do it. So, yeah, I applied and got the job. But I think it's quite customer service based. So if you're looking at applying, customer service is a must have, like experience. Um, But, yeah, I just applied online. And next thing I knew, I was stood at the assessment um, centre in London blinking in shock that I was there and then yeah and then before I knew it my training was done and off I went wow so so what's it like day to day being cabin crew you know what's some of the tasks involved and and what it's what's it like so much fun so I was lucky that I did a mix of long haul and short haul um I'd say probably mostly long haul um so let's say a standard day at work I would commute to London Heathrow so you know up I would get get ready for work, drive down to Heathrow and we'd check in um, declare that we were fit to fly, um, have a brief in with all the rest of the crew on that flight and introduce ourselves and we'd get asked questions about the aircraft or medical questions or safety questions. And then off we would go, we'd get on the aircraft and do safety checks and get up into the air and serve people food and drinks for a few hours have a bit of a nap in between get back to it and then land somewhere nice and hot and sunny so do you get do you get like if you do long haul do you get a couple of days or do you get a bit do you get a hotel like how does it work so yeah so you sometimes would get from 24 hours up to some places a lot more so I was fortunate in getting a Bahamas which was six oh my seven god days, seven days long yeah seven days layover yeah which is crazy we had a bit of a shuttle wow. in between so we'd fly out to the Grand Cayman and back but I think it was like an hour each way or something <laughs> um, it was it was a mini holiday which was so much fun so you'd get picked up at the airport on a crew bus with all the crew um, and the hotels and everything was arranged by the company and then you'd go to the hotel and that was it get changed out with uniform and go and enjoy <laughs> for six days and that's all paid for by the company yeah so food and drink wow. was on us but everything else the company you know they looked after us and we were fortunate always stayed in the best hotels and <laughs> I was so lucky I can't even describe <laughs> that's amazing and so to be a cabin you know working cabin crew are there some kind of personality traits that you think really help you succeed in that kind of role that's a really good question because I remember in our training we actually did a personality questionnaire okay and I think about 90% of us on our training group all came out with the same kind of personality and there were a couple that were a bit different but generally 
we all came out quite similar and I think even those different personalities that showed up in those questionnaires were brought in for that specific reason um I think anybody could do the job but generally you have to be quite outgoing because you're working with people that you don't know every day or I was in in my um job at my company so Mm. um constantly talking to new people but I also think it's a great job to do if you're shy because it really brings you out of your shell so yeah do you know what I think anyone could do it you've just got to be ready and get yourself stuck in there yeah and we've we've we've, I obviously talked about the uh the positives and the opportunities namely staying in the Bahamas for seven days Mm -hmm. um but on the flip side of that what's something that's maybe less favorable about working as cabin crew um it's quite a lonely job at times which isn't spoken about enough and I don't think people realize that from the outside from the Instagram pictures and the cocktails on the beach and um it can be quite lonely I got homesick so I actually used to take a throw over from my bed every trip just so I'd feel a bit more comfortable um I'm a bit rubbish staying in hotels I don't know so once mm. I'd got more familiar I'd feel a lot better um but yeah so homes homesickness was a big big thing for me I may be missing out on events that um you didn't want to miss out on but had to so for example, one of my friends got married a couple of years ago and um, I was a bridesmaid and I was so upset because I couldn't go to some of the wedding fairs that she went to. And it, I think, you know, it was an experience that I really wanted to be part of, but I, I just couldn't because I had to work. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can miss out on things and you can sometimes feel a bit lonely because, for example, like a trip, let's say flying into Chicago, and we'd fly home 24 hours later so a lot of people just wanted to go to the bedroom and and sleep or order uber eats or something like that (laughs) yeah so if you let's say you were having a bad day and just wanted to go out and get your mind off it you'd either have to be prepared to do that alone or maybe just not do it at all right it can be quite lonely sometimes if you you know you want to get out and about but not everybody else wants to and for you, what would be something that probably wasn't in the job description, but you had to deal with as cabin crew? Mm, I don't know, because I think that I, I think the job for me was everything I expected. Um, I'd say one thing that never occurred to me was um, doing all the duty-free paperwork. <laughs> duty-free paperwork? What's, what's that all about? So landing into another country, you declare all the goods that you've got um, mm-hmm. or um, alcohol that you've got, and you'd have to write that out on a sheet to declare to customs. So obviously it wouldn't leave the aircraft, but it was on there because you'd still, in a sense, importing it into a country. Mm-hmm. That really surprised me that we had to do that because I I just never thought that that would be something that you'd do. I don't know why, it just never crossed my mind, but I think that was actually the biggest surprise. <laughs> But apart from that, it was everything I expected from the jet lag to, um, I don't know, all the amazing opportunities and the long mm. shifts. And yeah, so apart from that. And any advice for somebody who's thinking, oh, do you know, what? I'd, I'd love to be coming for actually. Is there anything they can do to help themselves stand out in the interview process or get, in the, get their foot in the door? 
I'd just say do it if you have any thought in the back of your mind do it and if you don't like it you don't have to stay but generally I just think it's a job that you just fall in love with in every single way and it's an experience that you just can't compare to anything else from bonding with a complete stranger at 3am on a jump seat (laughs) over a cup of tea um I just think customer service like I said before is crucial Mm. it's really important that you understand the customer service side of things um but yeah I just I couldn't recommend enough to just go for it I just yeah it sounds like you loved it I mean we usually ask the question would you still go into the industry knowing everything you know now I take it that's a a a big yes yeah solid 100% yes and if I wasn't going to uni I would still be there so it sounds like it's actually a really difficult decision for you to leave that job that you really loved to go into aerospace. So your passion for your, are you thinking of your future here? Is that why you've kind of moved across? Yeah, I think um, I just wanted to make sure I bettered my future really. I mean, I could have worked up and, you know, maybe one day gone up the ranks and become a senior crew member or something like that. But um, I think it was my future being able to be at home. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said the pay also wasn't attractive. You know, <laughs> going into aerospace, it's, you know, I think it's just a, for me, it was an all-rounder. It's something I'm passionate about, something that could, you know, give me a good future in sense of providing for my family or that kind of thing. And also I just I love a challenge I like to be mentally challenged which I think I didn't always get enough of when I was cabin crew so um yeah it just it just takes all the boxes but a very hard decision and yeah I I'm still sure. have days when the um, British Airways advert comes on TV I cry so <laughs> well uh, it sounds amazing what you're doing is uh, is really sort of admirable and I wish you all the best of luck with the with the degree um keep us posted and thank you so much for your time no you're most welcome thank you and I uh, would like to chat to you again and I'll let you know how it's getting on yeah um, that'd be great thank you yeah amazing and where can people find you uh, you've got a really good good instagram you keep updated so where can people sort of find you on there yeah so it's um at aerospace underscore clo so i basically use that instagram to chat about my science journey and also include snippets of my life because i think it's important to let people know you're not just stuck in this box of like this is what an engineer looks like like this is you know i'm passionate about science i'm passionate about flying and aerospace engineering but you know there's more to it there's loads of other stuff that I like to do as well so it's nice to share that too brilliant thank you thank you